All right. You ready? Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the sometimes, but mostly not, twice-weekly show about the show, Too Beautiful to Live. On Fridays, we occasionally bring you very tangentially TBTL-related content, but today is a Monday show where we recap the previous week's TBTL. I'm Hillary, a.k.a. Hilliv, a.k.a. H-Bomb, coming to you from the Joan Rivers Substitute Studios in beautiful downtown Austin. Joining me today from the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the Ranch in Manchac, Texas, is Mike the Jail Dude Frizzell. Welcome, Mike. What up? <laughs> H-bomb. <laughs> Woo! I'm back. Storming through the LRB recaps once again. You've been blowing up all weekend, I gotta say. You've been on fire. <laughs> Yep. Uh, if by fire you mean completely hungover for multiple days, then yes, that's <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly it. Um, also joining me today from the Ramada by Wyndham off I thirty five in South Austin is Bobby Roberto the Pope Pape. I, I added some nicknames for you. Yeah, we're going multi <laughs> uh, multi ethnic. Yes, I, I got. Uh, some Spanish, some French. <laughs> My throwback nickname for you, Bobby, is is Pape. Just yeah. with an exclamation point. <laughs> I used to summon you, Pape. That way. Uh, well, Bobby, you told me the the uh, etymology of your last name last night. I thought it was appropriate. Yes, thank you. I have a question, guys. Uh, because I'm at a at a hotel that is literally I thirty five adjacent. Does this mean I get to be a member of the I-35 crew? Well, mm. temporarily. Yeah, <laughs> I've been granted temporary status. Yes. I prefer the term, uh, instead of adjacent, like, you're hard by I-35. <laughs> I mean, that you're almost on I-35. You're almost on the shoulder. You could pull over on the shoulder and just uh, um, rappel over the side and, and reach your room. With one swing. The hotel address is um, I-35, and it's on one of these frontage roads that you all seem to like so much down here. Whatever. The frontage roads are the best. Well, yeah, because I learned that I can just drive all the way up and down them instead of getting on I-35. Yeah, (laughs) right? Every morning. Because it's so shitty and dangerous (laughs) that you can get... Every Monday, I mean, every weekday on Mopac, I I ride that that access road. I'm not dealing with that Mm -hmm. bullshit. Nope. Um, all right, guys. Well, the order of operations today is a little LRB biz, um, the weekend review, housekeeping, and of course, how to get involved. Uh, with that, Bobby, do you want to tackle the biz? Yeah, we're going to run through a few things. First, the fact that we're all in Texas. <laughs> this is an all Texas edition mm-hmm. of Both Little Red own. Bandwagon. It's been a while since that's happened, or ever. Is We're all that- within about a 15-mile radius yeah. at the most, I think, right now. But yep. we don't have the technology to, to, <laughs> to, to actually right. broadcast or narrowcast <laughs> together. So oddly, we're all in separate places. Right? I was telling Sam that last night. I said, yeah, we're going to do uh, – Hillary and Mike and I are doing the show tomorrow – um, so I'm going to set up in the hotel room. She just said, you're all coming to the hotel room? And I said, no, 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 I'm doing it from the hotel room, and Mike is doing it from the mountain room, and Hillary's doing it from her from her office for yes. some reason. Uh, Listen. And it's just so, because we're not smart enough, and we don't have the equipment to uh, do it. And we don't want to be one of those podcasts that just 
very carefully sets an iPhone or whatever on the middle of a table in a restaurant and hits play, sportive. <laughs> Looking at you, Stu. Yep. Steve. Love you. Yeah, that's yeah. They've they've improved though. I will I will say the sportive is easier to listen to these days. Uh they seem to have started to I don't know if they're all recording on their own ends, but it's it's gotten better. Yeah. Well, keep up the good work, Riverboy. We're gonna talk a little bit about Texas. We'll do a stump date. I have a question mark there because I don't know what it is. Uh, and some other things. Let's do Texas first. Um, we're all here because I came down and we all went to the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me taping Thursday night at the Bass Performing Arts Center or whatever, which that one lady in the audience insists we all recognize is at the University of Texas. I mean, lady, yes. I love the Longhorns. Calm down. Like, calm down. <laughs> we get it. Oh, my it. God. <laughs> That lady. Uh, is wow. this a spoilers or no spoilers environment for Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me this weekend? I, it's already out. Yeah, so. it's aired. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, first, here are some spoilers for Infinity Pools. Um, <laughs> no, actually, I have no idea. I haven't seen the movie. Uh, but some spoilers for Wait, Wait, Luke crushed it, and it was really great. I mean, uh, the best stuff, I'm sure, won't make the show, right? Mike, you've already listened to the show because yeah, the best stuff was yeah. really dirty. <laughs> Pretty dirty stuff, yeah. <laughs> it brought the house down, but it's, you know, you 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 don't you don't want to risk that uh, public radio feedback that Phyllis warns us about. You know, you right. just uh, the 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 people who the it's pro, uh, appropriateness and uh, mispronunciation are the two things that <laughs> will, uh, ruin your day. Uh, after a long line of poop talk. It's not just TBTL that gets mired in this poop talk. What mm-hmm. was what was Luke's um, Luke's final line that just just shut it down? Uh, oh, I think gosh. it was. I remember a shit too far. Yeah, it's something like that. Uh, oh yeah, Peter Sagal said it was the pooper intendant of the school or something, yeah. and then Luke brought it down with a. Another line didn't did not make the show. I can uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm you. pretty sure that wasn't going to be included. He was great though. He was really funny. Way really quick. I mean, part of it was that half of the stories were um, on previously on TBTL, so Luke like, mm-hmm. could kind of <laughs> right <laughs> had settled into them previously. But um, but he was great, and he won the whole thing. I mean, kind of came from behind. It was very exciting. And not to not not to. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I say this as with a staunch re- record of heterosexuality, but uh, he looks good he, these days. He really does. He looks super handsome, and that's what's important. Emily's <laughs> always telling me that that's what's important. The, to be the gray down the sides is coming in, uh, mm-hmm. in a really excellent sort of salt and pepper Almost sort of way. Almost curated. I mean, it's just <laughs> Grecian formula. You couldn't draw it in any better. It's a very specially selected set of white hairs. It's like the Radiotopia mm-hmm. of haircuts. <laughs> no, he looks great. I mean, I've whatever. I mean, Luke's a good-looking guy, but I've never really thought about him that way. But I was like, whoa, he's looks getting good. better. Looking. Yeah, yeah, he looks good. Good job, Luke. I, aging well. Yep. There's a survey that I don't want to put on the LRB page. So let's move on from uh, Luke looking more sexy by the day. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he crushed weight, weight. Um, we managed to go to the pre and post receptions. Well, Mike, you joined us for the post reception. As noted on TBTL later this week, we got you the Mike Frizzell 
<laughs> no feet discount or whatever. Oh, I got the no foot discount. I was ready to show my ID and my Amnesty International, you know, credentials <laughs> as an, an attorney as I got name checked during Luke's um, fake uh, story about show tunes during the show. So uh, I, I took advantage of my instant fame to get into the party, or I was ready to anyway. And he didn't even realize that he had worked you into a story about two of your favorite things, which are prison and community theater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do have a, as, as as many of you know, I have a background in community theater. So. Uh, so, yeah, if you haven't listened to Wait, Wait yet, make sure you do this week because a certain Mike Frizzell pops up in a certain story. Um, and because it's an audio format, we're not sure exactly how many L's are in Frizzell in that story, <laughs> but it might be three. I hope so. It's probably three. Um, and we had the honor of having uh, Luke join us after the show. I kidnapped him, and we took him in the back of my rental Jeep Renegade to a local watering hole. I don't remember the name of it, but it hey. was very good. The food was good. The drinks were great. The service was top-notch. Haymaker. Haymaker. Yeah. Yeah. I would I give it two thumbs up. Anyone who is in Austin for whatever reason should go to Haymaker. And it, it looks like Austin. It's got the outdoor seating and the um, – hipster hanging light bulbs and mm-hmm. yep. it looks like Austin. it was it was eight, 75 to 80 degrees and breezy and just the perfect time of year in austin yeah. and uh yeah very austin experience uh we we had some poutine and alcohol and uh a lot of alcohol Luke was very very gracious and forthcoming with a lot of uh information that that we've been sworn to secrecy on so <laughs> yeah well it's just nice to know what that itching burning sensation is now um, and the poutine got me thinking, Mike, we haven't talked about this in a long time, but um, the Haymaker's menu might be a perfect fit for Quebecsis. Yes. Because yes, they really Quebecsis. married the Texas and Canadian uh, tastes quite nicely. For for those that don't don't know what Quebecsis means, is these are the two uh, North American um, states and provinces that have talked – actively about secession and so my idea was to take all the people from quebec mainly probably the french speakers that want to secede from canada bring them to texas carve out an area and that will be the new country uh in north america which will be quebecsis and and poutine would definitely you know be a national food of quebecsis right Right. it would be ruled by a strong man right that was the scenario Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we should say strong this. upper body, not necessarily legs. So strong, like, you know, arms from from propelling a wheelchair and sweeping dog hair. If we can find the episode of Takedown Podcast where this was all outlined and it's not just a referral link to the Big Hero 6 IMDb page, maybe we can throw it in the feed sometime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Mike, oh, well, I guess I should also say, so yesterday, and uh, I don't want to exclude um, Kristen, listener Kristen, who joined us uh, Thursday and Friday, and, um, or Thursday and Saturday, I'm losing track of my days here, because there's been (laughs) a lot of drinking, (laughs) there's been a lot of drinking, Uh, joined us, and also your lovely spouses, the husbands, also came. They did, they had a great time, and Dave, I think Dave and Josh both said, Wow, Luke's really cool. <laughs> so sometimes, this is what I'll say, sometimes I feel like on the show, you know, Luke is very open and you see all of his little, like, crags and 
<laughs> defects of his personality. In real life, like he's very charming and very fun to hang out with. And he put up with my drunk ass. I'm sure he was very obnoxious. So but he was he was very cool and very fun. Uh, and even the non the 11s were like, he's such a cool guy. Yeah, right. I would say Josh's beard is also a star. Yes. I love that beard. Yeah, that it's guy. a good beard. Yeah. It's an excellent beard. Yeah. It's a good beard. If I could grow a beard like that, I would be beard guy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't grow a beard like that, which is why I have to keep it trimmed, at least relatively short. Yeah. I need it to right. be just long enough to cover the fact that it's really blotchy, but just short enough that it doesn't look like pubes. That's <laughs> called Yeah. So yes. <laughs> That's you, on point. You know whose beard makes me like actively angry is, have you all ever seen Jesse Thorne's beard? It may, like. It makes me mad. No, uh, look it up. It's no. I don't know. I like I am, think it's rude. It's too long. It's. I'm disgusting. already not a, the biggest fan of Jesse Thorne yeah. because he just loves him so much. Jesse Thorne. Yeah, I used to really you know? like him, and then I started to. I liked him at first too, but then I was like, um, "You really love yourself, dude." Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that that kind of person for some reason that rubs me the wrong way. I it's agree. like you can love yourself, but don't. Don't make a show of it. <laughs> Guys, if Jesse Thorne doesn't tell me to go re-listen to some funk album from the 70s, who is? That's so true. Uh, so, yeah, we went to Moon Tower. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday. We went yesterday. Moon Tower was the place where the the Tens met up last year before the Austin live show uh, that I wasn't at. And so I got my Moon Tower so experience. can't miss place. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Outdoor stuff, fire pits. We were there during the day, so they weren't lit. But cornhole volleyball there was a volleyball tournament going on so that was a whole thing dogs everywhere yes dogs dogs apparently like me in austin even more than anywhere else every dog i've encountered it's been all over me this weekend and i think it's smelling like a combination of cupcake and fried food (laughs) (laughs) yeah it hasn't hurt uh mike and i you know we've been on some adventures too we had lunch with uh the joy stealer so that was nice and, yeah, uh, she had a great time. She was telling me this morning how how fun that was. Yeah. Uh, but enough about that. Basically, the point is next time someone's in your city, you should reach out and uh, grab them. Uh, this has come up a couple of times in people's donors stuff on TBTL recently, too. Find the tens in your city if you don't know where they are and hang out with them. Yeah. It is a it's it's never not funny. It's always a good deal uh, to hang out with tens. So get on it. Mike, what is this new podcast stump date? Well, not. I know uh, we got a lot of classified information from Luke, but I know he wouldn't be mad about this. Uh, he's he's trying to get a, a new podcast off the ground with, uh, I think he said Panoply. He and Lindy West are trying to pitch podcasts to to get a, get a new one going. And they're both fans of, of forensics, uh, the f- forensics file. Forensic, forensic files? files, yeah, yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> forensic files, which Emily is also a fan of, and and I, you know, as a as a, an, I guess I'm an eleven of the forensic files. <laughs> I, I catch a lot of it, and I it's good, and I enjoy it, or whatever. <clears throat> and so a while back, I had an idea of, you know, you take an episode of forensic files and you uh, break it down. You play clips from it, and forensic files are actually a pretty short show, so you could probably play the majority of it in parts while you stop down and analyze and, and um, you know, uh, have segments about the show and whatever. I think you could do it in probably an hour and break down the episode and it would be a lot of fun. And there's like 400 or so, I think, forensic files. So this is a, this is a podcast that could go on for a long time. And, and Luke was telling us about this and I was like, dude, 
I, I had that idea too. I had it a while ago, and I gave him my idea for a title, which is forensics, comma filed, and uh, <laughs> he he thought that was pretty good. I don't know if he'd come up with a title yet. I remember back in the day, I did have several other titles, but this is the one that I I remembered on the spot, and I hope he uses it in his pitch if he likes it enough. Um, I I guess it fell pretty flat at Panoply because you have to really be a forensics uh, files person. Forensic right. Files person to to really get it, and if you're pitching to like four people and none of them have ever seen it or maybe even ever heard of it, they're like, "Yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty terrible. No one's ever going to listen to that." Well, it'll be a very it'll be a very it'll be like TBTL or or in that um, it, the the fans would be small but fervent. Yes. Yeah. Because that show, as as Luke has mentioned before, that's a hotel room show. Um, you you're you're in, and you just turn on the TV, and you know you you switch away from Mario Lopez, and immediately <laughs> you're on forensic files. I tested this theory the other night. I never turn on the TV in my hotel room, but I did turn it on a couple of nights ago just to see where it would land. I think it was after we got back from dinner with Luke after wait wait Thursday night, and sure as hell. Uh, I I found the little table tent that has the channel guide on it in the room, and I just mm-hmm. hopped over to HLN, and it was one of the old older forensic files before the widescreen format, so it was black bars down the sides <laughs> of the TV and crappy audio, but it was it was forensic mm-hmm. files. My favorite thing about forensic files is the way that the elderly gent that um, that announces it says murder because he always says murder. <laughs> And because it is Forensic Files, murder comes up a lot, a lot on the show. Uh, Mike, if this thing gets picked up by Panoply and they use your title, I, I know they won't pay you because it's podcast land, but can you at least try to get us all um, Slate Plus memberships for free? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I might get like a discount. It'll only be like $27 <laughs> instead of $35 a year. I always, I like almost always, I'm like, should I do it? But then it's... Like, I think y'all have said this, and I've heard this before. It's like, why would you pay for the, like, shittier content that they, like, aren't including? I know. I know. (laughs) It makes me mad that they ask that. I'm like, really? You're holding? Why are you holding anything good back? I mean, you assholes. I also, um, especially with the gist, I I like the ad reads because they're often ridiculous. Um, yeah, like I, I want to become hear... a bonus that that becomes bonus content that makes me laugh in in and of itself is right. trying to tease the. And honestly, you have a thirty second ahead thing if you really like. I I just kind of I, I do it with TBTL. Sorry guys, I do it like you know when they're yeah. you know they're done with the line reading because and then they, there's the fashion the... advice from Andrew. You don't want to hear you don't want to <laughs> oh hear about God. his Everlane choices. <laughs> He's converting his whole wardrobe to Everlane. I don't care. All three they, of his they shirts. Now, they now have flannel shirts in, in uh, 2XL Simeon. You know. <sighs> All right. So keep an eye out on the Panoply Network or elsewhere for Forensics Filed starring Luke Forensics, and Lindy. comma, filed. The comma is important. Yeah. I don't know what kind of asshole would make a podcast about another show. but <laughs> I know. God. Like, Jerk offs. What a terrible idea. <laughs> Is this some sort of cover band? I don't get it. Uh, yeah. 
So, uh, listeners, a question for you. We'd like to know, did you survive not having a Friday show this week? Um, I felt for all of you Friday morning. I had a little pang in my chest Thursday night that I should be somewhere editing and posting. Uh, but instead, I was drunk with our friends and with Luke. And I, <laughs> right. I feel like I made the right choice. <laughs> um so uh, we love you, and I'm sure it's a little jarring for those of you who are very particular that the recap now has an odd-numbered episode number in 321. But um, it's a brave new world, and we're glad you're in it. And I know uh, Ann Miner posted on our Facebook page this morning that it was Sunday morning, and she was jarred not having a Friday show. And I would just say there's hundreds of episodes in our archives, and at least 30 or 40 of them are listenable. So <laughs> yeah. just scroll back and grab something good. We have a couple of throw your phone moments. Actually, we're going to go really light on them this week. Um, I want to mention that a couple of longer throw your phone e- um, emails, like really intensely beautiful emails, uh, mostly about how Mike crying made everyone cry. Um, we're going to save those for the mailbag uh, because there's a lot to delve into there, and I don't want to, I don't want to crack into that now. Uh, but we do have a. Uh, a three-year phone from listener Ellen that I did want to get in at the top of the show. She writes this. So I haven't been listening to TBTL the last week or two because I'm too busy addressing college students' misconceptions about research to listen to Luke's. <laughs> but in the meantime, thanks to Luke's discussion of Family Feud, I am throwing my phone because I have told Archer several times that his, quote, booty be stankin'. <laughs> um, and Archer, to, for the record, is not her husband. It is her... Adorable Direct superior. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Good one. Yes. Uh, I, I just let out a Super Troopers 2 laugh here on the podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Mike took my LMO draft house virginity uh, the other night, and I don't – not literally. So um, romantic. Figuratively. We, we had dinner. We ate chicken fingers and a grilled cheese sandwich and fries while watching Super Troopers 2 and wondering why we didn't think to get high first. You really should have. That, yes. You really failed on that Missed one. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Meredith. I still had some gummies <laughs> left and I forgot to bust them out. Uh, Super Troopers 2, by the way, official review. Um, it's not a great movie. It's probably not even a good movie, but it was a fun movie. It's absolutely yeah. And worth I did watching. let out a... A couple of, of ear blowout ha's yeah. that I apologized for during the film. I'm so sorry. Also, there's a there's a bit part by a child that looks exactly like Gus, and that was what yes. almost got me thrown out of the theater because I momentarily forgot what I were, where I was. Even though I love the strict no talking policy, I think that's the best thing ever. I leaned yeah. over to Mike at our little bistro table for two, <laughs> uh, our little dinner dinner and a movie date. And I just started to say, that blonde, shaggy kid looks... And then I stopped myself because I realized I was breaking the law. Yeah. They will kick you out. They yep. will cuff you up. They'll gaffle you up and, and put you in the in the back of the van. So, Super Troopers 2. Not bad. <laughs> uh, if no one has an objection, let's go to our Week in Review. Let's do it. Uh, okay. Council? Okay. Yep. Uh, Monday, 26-29... Do Dylan, gents. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, Andrew's back, the man with the iron tongue. Hopefully not. Uh, we'd like to hope that he can hold on to more of his tongue than not. But he has survived his latest uh, tongue work. God, there's no way to put this without it sounding dirty. 
Um, he, he's back in the saddle. He, he sounds okay, actually. It doesn't sound like, like I was expecting to get a little, you know, a little bit of cotton mouth, yeah. and it wasn't there. I was surprised he was back, though. I mean, because Luke kind of kept thinking he was saying that he was going to maybe push it to the middle of the week, but I feel like Andrew just always feels guilty about everything, so he pushed himself to come back. Well, yeah. last time he came back, like, the next day or two days later, so... So I wasn't surprised that he sounded good this time because he he sounded almost normal last time, even though he was in pain and probably shouldn't have done it last time. Yeah. Uh, This time he went under general anesthesia for them so that he wouldn't freak out like he did last time. And uh, yeah, I mean, he liked it. Is there a surprise there? I mean, (laughs) I've had I had wisdom teeth, but which I think with Luke, it, it wasn't a general. It was just like a. I was just like, you know, put under a little bit, but I had one, another procedure yeah. that was not a great procedure, but it, that the most fun part was being put under. I was like, this is great. I woke up and I was like in a mm-hmm. cheery mood, sat on the couch, like took some pain pills and watched some shitty TV. It was the best. Well, Luke doesn't quite understand. Uh, Cause he was talking about how, um, when he had his thing, he was like, well, I'm going to be conscious. Uh, so I'm still going to experience it. What he doesn't understand is you're going to experience it, but you're not going to give a flying yeah. fuck. Yeah. What, right. What's going on? So don't even worry about it. You know? Yeah. Right. You might enjoy it. I mean, there's a lot going on. There's people moving around. <laughs> it's, yeah. You know. Hey, that lady seems nice. This guy, this guy's cool. Um, Mike, I know you haven't had any really major surgeries, but I mean, do you no. have experience being put under? Well, the you know you're talking about um, the the amputations or whatever. That's that's my favorite part. Is that that nap? It's quite quite invigorating. And then uh, I think I mentioned this before, but the last time I I came out of uh, anesthesia, they were talking about the party they were throwing later that day, and that the woman who was taking care of me had made um, tacos, uh, <laughs> mini tacos, and uh, and I was like, huh. Well, what about and she? So she went and got three of them and put them under underneath my sheet. And I got when I got upstairs and was hungry later. I got to eat three of her party Aww. tacos. That's so nice. There's no way to say party tacos without also sounding a little. Well, yeah. they're they're post surgery party tacos, so everyone knows you're not going to really be full force. Um, I, I've told this story on the show before, but uh, my big surgery was my heart surgery when I was 18. Um, and it wasn't open heart surgery, but it was a catheter ablation and they had to put me under. And I was in one of those operating rooms that looks like a video game deck with, uh, a bunch of TVs oh, yeah. and cause they're doing it all by scope. And so they're, you know, mm-hmm. there's like a, an Atari joystick controlling this thing that's going to go zap my heart. And, uh, as they were putting me under, they had to keep removing more and more of my clothing. I started in a hospital gown <laughs> And then it was like the hospital gown pulled the one way and then pulled to the other way. And then I was finally down to like a small towel or a big washcloth or something folded up over my uh, private area. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they peeled off your condom, that was a bridge too far. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to, you know, safety first. It should be natural. Uh, they swore they were clean. So um, it was fine. Yeah. But. Uh, they finally had to remove the the what they you know my little privacy patch that they had put there because I took Damn. some catheters in the groin uh. and they had to kind of get in there 
And the last thing I said before I went under, it was a male nurse uh, or surgical assistant or something who was asking if this was okay. And I, you know, as if I could at this point say, no, I'm modest. <laughs> oh, hell no. Pass on the surgery. And I just put looked, my pants back on. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Do you have any denim cutoffs I could just? Uh, no, I just looked at him right in the eye and I said, you know, you're jealous. And that was it. That was the last thing I said before I went on to Oh, nice. cute. That's a walk-off. Yeah. If, so, you, if you died on the table, that would have been a great walk-off. Yeah. I would want to make sure somebody reported that back for the obit. <laughs> good night, everyone. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, go ahead. Tip your waitresses, guys. Have a good week. Try the veal. Uh, this is not being put under under, but when I have Rory, my second child, the second children tend to come way faster, and oh, boy, howdy, he did. Um, I almost didn't make it to the hospital, but I got to the hospital, and they were like, well, you're fully dilated. You cannot have an epidural. And I'm like, I'm not one of those ladies. I don't, like, do things naturally. I want an epidural. Somehow, right. for whatever reason, I don't really believe in God, but I somehow it all worked out. The anesthesiologist was there. They're never there. The anesthesiologist was there, gave me the epidural. Okay. And uh, I was like, this is, the- I mean, the epidural does not put you under or anything, but it feels good. I mean, having a baby is mm-hmm. no picnic, but it really, like, you don't feel anything. You're just like, yeah. It reduces is- your giving issue. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, I am I know I'll pay for this later, but right now, this this is fine. This is fine. This is okay. I'm good. Yeah. Because I, I, I think, uh, I think, um, I don't know. I think Dr. Drew has said this before. It's like, there's no free ride. You're going to pay for yeah. whatever you do oh, yeah. eventually. Yeah. But in the moment, you know, that's like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> this will be fine for now. Uh, we find out from a post-drugged up Andrew that um, after weeks of fighting with his new garbage situation and calling about his compost not getting picked up and them saying that they were going to make the drivers, the pickup guys, take a picture of it to Ugh. prove Ugh. it was there or not, he did not put his pon- compost out. <laughs> On picture day. Mm. Yep. <laughs> he, he's lost all his complaining credibility. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now his garbage men hate him, which is terrible because yeah. how many times have you put something out that you probably shouldn't put out or ha- right, had an extra right. bag or, you know, oof. I tip my garbage men. I don't want them on mm-hmm. my... No. You know, I don't want to be on their shit list. I feel like Andrew's always just looking because he has so much like generalized anxiety about like his whole life. He's always looking for something to sort of focus it on. And I understand this. I do this too. But where you're like this tiny little thing you want to focus your anger and energy on is just right. Like this such a dumb thing. It's not, you know, it's not that important. He just worries and worries and worries about it. And I'm like, in this, you don't own this place in the scope of it. It, does, it doesn't really matter. But and then he screws himself. Right. And the next people who live there, because yeah. the garbage guys aren't going to know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, speaking of any, uh, anxiety, we get interview anxiety talk from the time Luke was supposed to interview David Byrne. There's a David Byrne versus David Lynch tangent. <laughs> and Andrew retells the uh, horror of the time he had to moderate a small town debate in rural, I don't know, exurban. Burian. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, Burian gateway to SeaTac. Ah, yes. Right. <laughs> my my geography of that part is still a little fuzzy, uh, but he still says he'd do it all again after all that, which I, I don't believe. No way. No, hell no. Yeah, no. <laughs> all right. Top Story Monday was uh, Heaven's 
door whiskey quote it should feel like being in a wooden structure <laughs> the first of many stories this week that would end up on wait wait don't tell yep. me yep. Um, I'd drink it. I don't know that I would flock to purchase something branded by Dylan, but if somebody put it in front of me, Where did I'll you try get it. it? Is it commonly available in bars? I have no idea. Yeah. I've never heard of it before this. It might not oh. be out yet. They might still be in the, um, you know, the prototype the prep phase. Yeah. yeah. In which case, this story is nothing but good PR for them. For sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if somebody puts it in front of me, I'll happily tell you if it's good or not. Just bring three or four so I can be sure. <laughs> really need to dig deep in this one yeah uh we have an area man from rutland massachusetts which is not to be confused with rutland vermont uh rutland massachusetts who fights off coyotes um and all i can say to this is i share office with another group and one of the employees of that office is from rutland and i asked her about this and she just said that sounds about right for rutland he was probably drunk is there an alternative to fighting off the coyotes or (laughs) you got me all right coyotes do your worst run away i don't know that's not my option i don't have a lot of experience i don't have a lot of like fears of animals because i live in a city so it's just there's i don't like get scared of stuff like that. But when I lived in LA and I would sometimes go to the gym early in the morning and I would drive like, and I lived in Los Feliz, which is a populated part of town, but it's set up against the kind of mountainy area. And you would just see people. It's like deer in Austin. You would just see coyotes in people's yards, mm-hmm. like early in the, like at, da- uh, like at dawn. And it was like, I don't know why mm-hmm. I just had this like irrational fear that they would jump out at me, like into my car. Cause they're just nasty. Yeah. But that's the thing. That's why you only see deer and coyotes and, and stuff at dawn and at dusk, dusk or whatever. Yeah. Cause they, they don't, they don't want to be around people. No. Yeah. So, you know, in, in general, they're, they're no threat to people. They are a threat to your small pets. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And your small children, if you leave them out. <laughs> bye bye, Rory and Bridget. I love you. Yeah, yeah. Go play outside. It'll be fine. Uh, Bridget's too big now. They wouldn't. They wouldn't mess with Bridget. Well, I mean, if there's a pack of them. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. If they if they have a pack, if, they, if there's a there's a quorum, they're like, all right, we can take down this girl. A quorum of coyotes. Is that the? Uh, is that, that is, the, the correct? It is a quorum. <laughs> I'm glad to know that there are enough coyotes to vote on board business yeah. when they decide to uh, no, that child, that, Hillary's children. I feel that child's too big. I beg to differ, Dave. <laughs> I think we can get her. Not worth the risk, says Steve. Point of clarity, a lot of that is filler. We'll be okay. Lots of guns here in Texas. We're No, we're not going in on this one. Now I just want to listen to coyotes follow Robert's <laughs> rules of order. <laughs> uh, we get just a couple of more things from Monday. We get a passing reference to a weed shop in Blaine called Dank of America. Talk about a walk off. That is that is the greatest name for a weed shop I've ever heard. They're usually so stupid, but that one just—I mean—that's a moon. I need shot. to get a credit card through Dank of America. That's. <laughs> Uh, how many L's do you think they put on the end of that one? <laughs> Maybe Frizzell. five or six, depending on depending on how nod how nodded off they get while they're printing the card. Their finger just stops. L. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and Luke is learning how to grieve. Sorry to end Monday on a downer <laughs> note. This is kind of at the end, but oh, that's... it's almost a little childish the way he said it. But, you know, it's a close loss in a way he hasn't had before. And um, I thought it was really nice that there was a mention of Newman this week. And, um, you know, we talked to him a little bit about it, too, when we saw him. And, uh, you know, it, it was nice to hear that the group of friends is sort of taking care of one another. And I'd like to think that, um, you know, we'll do the same thing someday in 50 or 60 I regret, years. Yes. I regret not telling him that w- at least you and I, Bobby, use a lot of Newmanisms in our daily life. Uh, but we got them pretty much through Stack of Dimes and not TBTL. But he Newman, the Newman fingerprint was all over Stack of Dimes. And I look forward to... They haven't released a show in a while. I hope they do, and they do talk about Newman because... He was on that show more, uh, and they talked about him a lot because Newman had many passions, and uh, and they they weaved in with that show more than TBTO. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Tuesday, twenty six thirty, roller rollerblade Patreon. Um, <laughs> Andrew talks about how on sports radio especially on uh, the Seattle ESPN radio station. Uh, they wrap up interviews by saying, good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> and I think, Bobby, you had listened to the show uh, more quickly than the rest of us had. I didn't listen to it till Thursday morning. And in our Slack channel, you had and had and fired in some hot take about something and hadn't listened to the Tuesday show yet. And you you said, Good stuff, Anne. Good stuff. And then a day later, when she had listened to the show, she was like, fuck you, Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Just another Anne hot take. Even when she's not on the show, she's firing on all cylinders. Yes. Right, right. And then just felt offended that you you had dismissed her hot take with some good stuff. Good stuff, Anne. Good stuff. And, I, and when I finally listened later, I, you know, it was like, it's a slow roll of people getting jokes from the first person who listens to the show and makes a good joke. As we roll through the week and we all catch up, we're like, Oh yeah, that was good burn. Oh, <laughs> it's uh the, the slack can be really fun uh, on weeks like this week when we're all on separate timelines. Yeah. And by the way, um, I don't know when Anne will be back, but I assume probably next week. And also Meredith has missed a couple in a row just because of scheduling, but it, she will be back too. Um, You're not starting with give me, me a... forever, I promise, guys. Uh, well, we're kind of hoping you we will be stuck with you forever. But, uh, you know, the whole point of this was to have enough people to kind of rotate in and out. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll give them their due. We just really wanted to do an all-Texas edition yeah. uh, this time around. Yeah, because we, we knew we would have some common experiences to kick around here. Uh, Andrew's disgusted because uh, <laughs> Luke is getting a dog pedicure from Rudy. While he's doing the show, I actually I don't do it as much, but Duchess used to really like to. This is really weird. We used to, it was very specific before I had kids. I would we Duchess and I would go upstairs to like get ready for bed. I would turn on Delilah. I don't know why, and Duchess would like I would pet Duchess and she would lick my feet. <laughs> so I understand it's really gross, but dogs like feet. They like whatever. They're, they're disgusting. They like feet, and it kind of feels good when they lick your feet. <laughs> Oh, Emily get gets uh gets those from uh Abby and the way to make sure it happens is you put some delicious lotion oh, yes. 
on your feet, and then the dog will just <laughs> relentlessly go after your feet because for some reason lotion is really delicious, especially if there's like some coconut mm-hmm. or something involved. Mm-hmm. That, oh yeah. So I have nothing to contribute uh, to this conversation. Like... I'm sorry. Well, you you don't want to get a cat pedicure because they'll rip your skin right off with their little. It's exfoliating. Yeah. The dog tongues are, are are nice. Nice. Andrew now has a second TV. They went to Best Buy. Uh, someone uh, the 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 salesperson burped in Andrew's face and sold him a second TV. So they have a they have a second TV at Roosevelt. They paid two hundred something. So I, I I don't know what is two hundred something buy now because when I I don't know when I was buying my larger TVs it seemed like that you had to spend at least five six hundred dollars to get a big TV. But maybe it's a smaller one. I don't dropping. know. Although it's for the main room, so two hundred seems really cheap. I mean they're not as expensive as they used to be, but two hundred is really cheap. Is it like this one of is... those like, off brand ones? The laws of technology, though, right? Like every eighteen months, we cycle, and then things get yeah. cheaper and easier. Yeah. And I don't know. I I just don't care enough about what brand TV we have or how much it was. And I think one of yeah. our TVs was a Black Friday Walmart Stampede deal. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's nice because when you get something that big on Black Friday, you can just use the box to like elbows out your way back through the store. <laughs> it's like a shield. I, yeah. Just, yeah. Just, Knocking people over like bowling pins as you're headed out, headed to the front. <laughs> yeah. Um, the second TV thing, though. Um, let me. I, I'm I'm a big fan because, you know, I've talked about it before. I really like certain kinds of shows. I like sports and, and, and other certain kinds of shows. And uh, and and then they, we, there's some shows that we like to watch together. And of course, we watch those together. But um, just the most recent example. Uh, of how a two TV family can work, you can make this work. Is uh, I'm a fan of a show in, that just started its second season called Brockmire, mm-hmm. and that Tank is area, and he plays a baseball announcer, and he's a complete degenerate and a horrible person, and uh, he's just a brilliant comedian, and the writing is fantastic, and it's not about baseball; it's about just a horrible person in his journey and the wreckage that he leaves in his life. So. I knew season two was coming, so I rewatched all of season one. And at that, after I watched or I rewatched all of season one, I'm like, I think Emily will like this. So we sat down and I made her watch the first two episodes of the first season of Brockmire, and she's all in. Good. It's you know so great. So you know you can use two TVs to your benefit, and then you know come together as one. When you when you find something that you you know you like, like Hillary, you were telling us last night that uh, Dave, your husband, um, has very much the same TV taste as Bobby, and yes. that's just not for you. No. But but I bet you found some common ground oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for some shows that you watch together, right? For sure. And actually, we need to we we're on the we're searching for a common show. But yeah, they talk about it later this week. But Dave and I used to watch The Americans. We kind of fell off it. I don't know why. You know, just sometimes. If things go on for so long, you just sort of lose the thread a little bit. But um, yeah, we used to watch the Americans together, and over the I mean, we we it we definitely have our joint shows. But yeah, it's good we have to have a little bit of a separation. I mean, we're together a lot, so it's good to have your own little space. And it doesn't mean that like 
you're getting divorced or breaking up anytime soon. Yeah. Just, you have autonomy. Right. Uh, Emily, you got to get up into the mountain room and, and watch uh, the Cavaliers and the Raptors <laughs> yes. with me, or we're just not going to make it as a couple. She's like, I'm filing today. That's goodbye. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. like, I'm not watching one second of basketball with you, you monster. Um, my dad said that when he first started dating my mother in like 19, whatever, 65, um, uh, TV is a really important part of my family, like my family, my mother's family. We all just are TVs are always on multiple TVs, always on constantly. Um, and he said that he went into my uh, my mother's family's house in D.C. and they had two TVs and he was like, what is this world? And so it was very exciting. So, yeah, we've always been a two TV family. Even when I lived in like a one bedroom apartment, I feel like we had two TVs, like one in the bedroom, mm-hmm. one in the main room. It's important. You have to figure it out. Yeah. It's like um, back in the day before the two TV thing, I just a couple would they lie in bed and you'd each be reading a book yeah. or a magazine <laughs> yeah. or whatever you want to read. And if something you felt like, uh, oh, Emily would would like this, you share that book or you share that article or whatever it is. And it's really no different. It's just you're in a separate room now because it's loud as fuck because you know, I'm old. Yeah. And, and, and like on Friday night, uh, or I forget which night it was, I didn't realize that I was drunk that night until the next morning when I turned on my TV and it was super loud. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, yep, yep, drunk. Yeah. <laughs> it is amazing how your hearing seems to go when you've been drinking. Yeah. Yeah. What is, I, I need the physics behind this. Lady scientists, what, why, <laughs> why do we have to listen to things louder when we're drunk? I don't know. We are a two TV family as well. And it's, it was a stepping stone, rather a stumbling block for us because um, one of the TVs is in the bedroom, which is something that I've always been really opposed to on principle. Like Emily was too, by the way, you guys are on the same page, but once we, once we made that switch. Yeah. It, it works for us. It was just a matter of well, if we want to lay in bed and watch the news and then fall asleep because we're so old that we can't stay in the living room to do that, and then I don't watch great. the news because I'm a kid, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> oh, or the very occasional, you know, uh, afternoon movie or something like where we just want to be comfortable and and we rarely even use that TV, but it's there. Yeah, and then once in a while now yeah. it's if I have to exile Sam to the bedroom to record the podcast or something. Yeah, because it is only a one bedroom apartment, and I have to take over the dining room and the dining room living room area is sort of one area. Um, so it works well for that now, being able to quarantine yourself. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, I. I think I, I'm disturbed by this annually as spring approaches, as summer approaches. Andrew talks about getting rollerblades and just no. But him just having one rollerblade. I, th- I like to think I, I could strap my prosthetic legs into rollerblades and be more graceful and less of a less of a hazard to children and joggers and families around <laughs> green lake than andrew i just no i know he's not going to do it that's that's why i don't get too upset about it because he's talked about it every year since he's come on and he even talked about it in la and that was even more comical oh, God. 
I um, I definitely was a roller. I in the nineties. I before I had my car. Before I turned sixteen, fifteen year old Hillary was roller rollerblading around oh, the neighborhood. <laughs> It was, you know, except yeah. I don't know how to, st- I still don't know how to stop. So I would just run into the grass. <laughs> right, right. That was my problem because I was a great uh, roller skater. I never, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of ice uh, sheets in, uh, in around Seattle. So I never learned how to ice skate, but I, I like to uh, roller skate a lot and I would go to the roller rink yep. and stuff and I was super fast and, um, but yeah, the stopping thing. <laughs> just run to the wall. Yeah, right. I I figured it out. I figured out how to do it without doing it the way that you're supposed to. Because you're supposed to like you know lean your foot over and stop. No, I don't trust me. I was I'm on your page. I couldn't figure that shit out. Yep. You could not pay me to put rollerblades on right now. I was a no. I've never been on rollerblades. I'm so old. It was roller skates. Right. Biking was for me. You know, before I got my first car, it was my. my road bike and I still have the massive calves from years of biking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> Thank, they're thanks. Talking about, <laughs> back to, back to TV talk for just a second. I made a note that Luke, Luke wants to figure out picture in picture. I've been wanting to figure that out. Well, actually I gave up the ghost a while ago, like back when I was a fugitive in 1994, three i i had a big tv in my place in san diego and it you know one of the features of it was picture in picture and i couldn't figure that shit out and i've never been able to figure it out so i gave up the ghost on it it always seemed like a great idea but i could never figure it out has have you guys ever figured out well i think i did it once like again it was like in the 90s when it was that was the new technology and it was more um annoying than it was anything else i mean i guess for sporting purposes if you want to like if you're watching college football or whatever and you want to check a score Mm -hmm. then i i can see the appeal but it's like i'm not gonna watch i don't know whatever like 902 and melrose place at the same time right you got you gotta you gotta rick and morty in the small picture and you got americans in the big one you're like oh what's going on over in rick and morty I can't figure out how to get it. And then, and then you, oh, it's frozen. I don't know what to do. The trouble is it's, it's, it doesn't scale down the main image. It's not like when there's um, like when ESPN shrinks one screen during the commercials of during the playoffs and you can still watch whatever they're bitching about on field during the commercial break. Uh, You, you're just missing like a, a corner of your screen to that other thing. So I, you're watching one thing too small to make out, and the other thing you're mm-hmm. missing part of the field of vision. You, yeah, you, it's, it's blocking your view of the the wide receivers and right. the game you're, that you're. What, watching. what you need to do is just open your damn laptop and put the other thing you want to watch on it. Yeah, I think we're past it. That's that's what I was going to say. Was I think we're? I mean, uh, it was a it was pretty humiliating to me to not be able to figure it out. But finally, you can just say, uh, "I got other." I have an, I have an end around on this bullshit. It's just uh, yeah. just uh, some duct tape and an iPad. <laughs> just hang it off the side of the TV. <laughs> yeah. We'll be good. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Um, <laughs> they play a, uh, a video of the uh, fried chicken and foot massage, uh, seemingly um, comedy video, because they call the telephone number and it's uh, not a working number. I don't even know how that came up, and I didn't watch the thing on online. But 
it sounded like a pretty good spoof, but I don't know why it even came up. So also sounds like a practical, amazing place. I I like both those things. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're eating your fried chicken, and Duchess is under the table <laughs> giving you a nice uh, once over with some some lotion. Um, top story: the supermarket merger story from Britain, which. This is the second uh, wait, wait, don't tell me story of the week, where the um, the new the CEO who just got a eight billion, sorry, eight million pound bonus for the merger, singing "We're in the Money" <laughs> under his breath, and like really going on. Uh, that was on. a great clip. Like he's not just saying. Oh, he yeah. had it. <laughs> he like uh, he like knew what, all the lyrics. I the think verses. we all just know "We're in the Money," but he knew it all. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty good. He nailed it. So, I mean, because he knew all the verses, I actually kind of, I mean, I half believe him. I I know he was probably in the mood because he got his bonus to sing that song, but I don't think he meant it like like we're going to screw all these people, you know. I think he actually probably believed that there were efficiencies that were going to happen that were going to help the consumer, but that didn't mean that he and his company weren't going to make a ton of money in the process. And um, and they said we're in the money's from Forty Second Street, and because I'm such a world traveler, I just went to London a couple of weeks ago. And to be fair, Forty Second Street is playing in London right now. So, and it's like mm-hmm. widely uh, advertised. So I'm like, he. I mean, listen, I'm not like on the side of millionaires and billionaires, but uh, he could have just seen it or just have it like stuck in his brain. I'm giving him right. semi. And we don't know this guy's inherently evil. Yeah. He's just. A CEO of a corporation that acquired yeah. another corporation. And just a really could be a, bad choice. A very cool dude. Yeah, who yeah, yeah. made a bad decision <laughs> yeah. that day. I mean, it's a good thing that it was 42nd Street. It could have been a lot worse. If he had just seen the producers, he would have <laughs> literally been singing a song about scamming them. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Or like if he had just seen the Book of Mormon, <laughs> and then things could have gotten really off the rails. Yep. Yeah. I guess I'm just not anti people making money if nobody's being hurt. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, and who knows if that merger is going to hurt anybody. Uh, Andrew had his uh, freak out, was describing his freak out uh, about being under general anesthesia and having a song stuck in his head <laughs> with with the N word. He thought he was going to blurt it out. Uh, I, I, what I have to say about that is no matter what you blurt out, they've heard worse. I'm sure they've heard worse. For sure. And he, all of them have. Uh, Luke is impressed with the with the um, lyrical stylings of uh, Abba's Waterloo. <laughs> I've always said Abba, but is it Abba? I think it's People Abba. Abba. I say Abba. I, well, oh, well, wow. Well, I learned Abba. I don't know. Now I'm confused. Also, I only have a degree in English, so I, I don't think I'm smart enough to appreciate the song Waterloo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? I don't know that oh, I can get the I'm... nuance of the uh, analogy being made, the metaphor that is their personal Waterloo. Yeah. It it seemed like a, you know, it's a. Luke was giving them a lot of credit, but yeah, it's a pretty common reference, and and it's you know it's a clever enough song. Whatever. If you take world know. history, you he... know what Waterloo is. I mean, it's not. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Ninth grade world history. Yeah, yeah, but Luke's, uh, I, I hate to say it because we graduated from the same university, but I am continue to be unimpressed with his um, 
scholarly. I mean, knowledge. I think when they say graduated by like the skin of his teeth, I think he graduated. Well, me too, probably. <laughs> um, yeah. I probably did a little better than him, but um, I don't know. Um, Andrew gets blocked. His his carrot tweet gets blocked on Twitter <laughs> because they think it's he's holding a giant penis. I guess in front of a bin of other penises. <laughs> Is Twitter like colorblind? Because that that might be the thing. Is you know, because who has orange dildos? John jaundice porn is a whole new subgenre. <laughs> oh, so and I love that they're blocking that, but yet like men's right men's rights activists can be like you whore, and that's totally fine. Yeah, you can say the most Whatever. horrible thing, but you hold up something that. That the, you could jam in a theoretical yeah. snatch, and, and all of a sudden, Gross. Oh, or butthole, if we're being, if oh. we're being, you know, stop naming holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Okay. Well, now there's the Kanye talk. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't have a lot to say on this because I've never been into Kanye. Uh, I, you know, some the the stuff I've listened to is is fine, but I I never heard much Kanye before. I already knew who he was yeah. and what he was about. So I guess uh, speaking of jaundice, I've been jaundiced against Kanye from from my beginning of even listening to his music. So I mean, I will step back from this. What do y'all think of of what Andrew said about this? I mean, I think he's. <sighs> Like I said this on the Slack channel, but there's a certain kind of white guy that thinks he's really original for liking Kanye and thinking that Kanye is a genius. And now I, I, you know, a couple of his albums were like important albums to me. I really love them and listen to them a lot. But it's just he finds excuses for this like bullshit behavior uh, that's really like it's it's harmful in that he is a really. Um, People look to him for stuff. I'm not saying that like Kanye should, you know, be the role model for the world. Obviously, he's not. He's like a crazy person. But but I don't know. It really annoyed me that just because you really like somebody's music and think he's musically a genius, that you find a way to be like, if we can't get together on this, then you know we can't agree. He was saying like actively harmful things. Like it wasn't like he was just you know kind of being um, you know blase about it he was like going on on and on and on and on and i do think he probably has some sort of mental illness i don't know it just annoys me i i'm not being clear about this but it annoys me that there's this uh he i don't know he oh he thinks it's because he's so talented that he can kind of like say these things and i don't know i think it's bullshit i mean he says some really hurtful things um and there's this guy that was on TMZ, weirdly, like when, when Kanye went on TMZ and said that like slavery was a choice, the guy kind of clapped back at him a little bit, which is hilarious that there's somebody that works at TMZ, but he was like, no, you're like actively hurting people. This, you know, you need to read your history, read books, like see what happened. It's not okay that you're saying this. Um, Literally study it out. Yeah, study study, it, study out. it out. Uh, I don't know. You haven't done your homework. Mister. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I found it more annoying. I mean, I'm not like offended by it. I just, about Andrew, I just find it mm-hmm. kind of annoying and sort of predictable. Yeah, it's time to give up, right? Yeah. It's time Here's to give my, up on this guy. My hot take. Um, Kanye is looking for attention. Great. Googling uh, 
quickly took me to Jesus because I was thinking about how Kanye thinks he's a god. Yeah. Uh, which had me scrolling through the Jesus Wikipedia page until I stumbled on a picture of Rick Rubin. And I, I guess I had just forgotten just how much Rick Rubin has really let himself go. <laughs> mm. um, yes. He looks like he could be in The Lord of the Rings or he could be like a Gandalf replacement on uh, Harry Potter or, or Speaking not of Gandalf. Speaking uh, offensive beards, Jesus Christ. Right. Oh, he he could be he could be a beard donor for that uh, Portlandia sketch yeah. where where they uh, they they kids are are they have bad immune systems so they get exposed to beards from homeless people so they can boost their immune system. So my hot take on Kanye is holy crap, Rick Rubin, get your shit together. I know he's okay. also become like a terrible person, I think too. But like all that aside, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus Christ, trim your beard. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. Um, moving on. Andrew plays a really long um, Kanye clip just to get to the poopity whoopy scoop uh, <laughs> scoop to the oop. Which you know by the end of the week the the clip is growing on me because it's so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> and it's very TBTL because it's about poop. Uh, they play a lot of the yodeling kid, and then uh, Luke talks about how well it's the it's the video that really sells the the yodeling clip, kid clip. And uh, to that, I respond, mm, "Yeah, it probably did," and that's why it wasn't landing with me because I'm not looking at the video; yeah. I'm just listening to somebody yodeling, <laughs> and that's not my favorite thing to do, <laughs> even if it's a kid. Yodeling is not something I want in my life, in, unless I'm. <laughs> And visually entertained by it somehow. That one sort of passed me by. I kind of that was one yeah. where if I wasn't taking notes, I would have gladly just <laughs> just retired to the no memory <laughs> of it. And then Luke tells a story about swooping and pooping, which is a term for someone who comes in on a project at the last second uh. and and shits all over it and makes everyone redo it to their. Um, specifications which are, are probably no better and sometimes worse than what was originally intended so well i told y'all yesterday when i was um hung over massively on friday somebody i work with wanted to change some stuff and then print out 25 copies of it which i said why the fuck do you need 25 copies of this so he kind of swooped and pooped on my hangover on friday um so yeah that's that happens a lot in the commercial real estate business <laughs> we got a lot of men in commercial real estate no offense guys but men like to come in at the last minute a certain mm-hmm. kind of man and feel like he wants his fingerprints all over it so he's like no we need to just like shake it up change it after you've worked for a couple of weeks doing something so feels well real good. there's an art to that there's a finesse to that right i mean and probably it doesn't wouldn't work if you're hung, if uh you're the person you're trying to <laughs> cajole is hung over but you know to just come in and say uh change this change that 25 copies you know maybe maybe come in and say hey can i get you some coffee yes. you know, you you know cajole like, me into right yeah, right oh uh, you look like you could use some some ice water <laughs> <laughs> and maybe some ibuprofen yeah. And then let's talk about oh, maybe let's this. get a few copies of this and then maybe later talk about 25, you know. 
It's true. Just ease into it. They call it tinkering yeah. That's here. That's just me. They call it tinkering here, and I'm like, that sounds cute. You're not doing anything cute. You're actually like ruining my life right now, which I was maybe <laughs> slightly being dramatic on, on Friday. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, the old swoop and poop. I, I like that. No, yes. I'm, I'm going yeah, to use that. I might employ so it as that's well. That's it for Tuesday. All right. Uh, Wednesday, 2631. Too many things considered. Um, we uh, get start with a Twitter talk about, uh, again, about Andy's <laughs> dirty carrots, uh, which I just thought was a funny phrase. I feel like maybe we should buy that Andy's dirty carrots, though I feel like it would be like immediately a porn site. Uh, it just, Lynn, you don't have to. <laughs> don't do don't it. Do it, Lynn. Don't Please do don't. It. Don't have to. <laughs> and then Andrew, uh, you know, loves his neighborhood. Roosevelt's the best, except apparently there's like not a teriyaki stand. And this is mm-hmm. a very Seattle combo because talk to me about yep. teriyaki. I, I feel like I've had it before, but it's not been a big part of my life because nowhere I've lived has teriyaki stands on you know the regular. What is the deal with it? Well, huge Japanese influence in yeah. seattle yeah. i mean it's 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 a big community there but uh, the thing about uh the japanese in seattle is they integrated uh they, there's not a japan town i mean there's a there's an international district in seattle which is it combined you know all the asian influences there but for the most part like when i grew up in bellevue on the east side of seattle there were a lot of japanese families they when they came over they did not like form a community and try to, you know, make it a Japan thing. They were trying hard to be Americans, uh-huh. and part of that is they didn't want to give up their delicious food, so uh, they would open teriyaki places. So there were teriyaki places all over Seattle and the suburbs, and there were there's all different. Um, uh, I don't want to say taste, but takes on it, you know, mm-hmm. I guess depending on what part of Japan they're from. <clears throat> and when I was growing up, my favorite were the places where you could get uh, like 10 pounds of teriyaki for $4. <laughs> so, uh, so I was into really cheap stuff and you can get, it, it's a great bargain proposition, most teriyaki. But I think now, uh, as as we've all gotten older and our tastes have, have changed, there are um, there are a lot more refined Dude. takes on it, yeah. and I I I find it surprising that there are no teriyaki places near them. Uh, yeah, in the Roosevelt neighborhood <laughs> of Seattle, but uh, yeah, and I I feel bad for him because if you're into it, and I I'm, I was only into it for for the value proposition mostly because you're such a cheap bastard the the soy uh the soy sauce salt yeah you know part of it but um and i remember moving to florida from seattle there was like one teriyaki place in gainesville florida and i was like okay i I guess i guess this is it you know (laughs) that's where i'm living but if you're raised in seattle it's you're you're into teriyaki bobby is there teriyaki in the northeast Mainly in mall food courts. Yeah. Oh, that's it, huh? Yeah. It's, that's a shame. It's not bad, the stuff that you get at those places. And I actually like it more than a lot of mall food court food because you sort of watch them make it in front of you. Yeah. And yeah. So you know it hasn't been really sitting around and it's hot and sweet and sticky and, you know. But uh, Seattle teriyaki is a whole different animal. And 
last year when I was out there, we went to a teriyaki place in Kent near Will's house and um, it was excellent. Just mm-hmm. excellent. Um, and, and it almost feels like you're eating something kind of healthy a little bit and then you realize you're absolutely not. But um, <laughs> right. I right. I really enjoyed There's it. There's a lot of salt and a lot of sweet yeah. <laughs> going on in here. Yeah, There was a little bit of oh, vegetable. Right. There was a couple of green things. I think a little bit of broccoli slipped on the plate. Well, usually it's usually it's vegetables that have been cooked within an inch of their life. And, There's no nutrients. Know, probably all the oh, there was a salad. <laughs> there was a touch of side salad with some sort of sweet That's Asian true. Uh, dressing on it that was very. Usually, very there's good. some uh, a sprouty type uh, uh, salad on the. Side. Yeah. So as far as like um, frequency or just like at the amount of teriyaki places, is it like Mexican food in Austin? They're just like kind of littered everywhere, and there's yeah okay yep. okay. Very much and so. Can every, every, good, every good strip mall has one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to have one. You got your Taekwondo studio. Yeah. 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 You got your Subway, and then you got your uh, teriyaki pool. Got it. Got it. All right. All right. Thanks for the explanation. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so then we go on to – I feel like we've had this conversation like a fair amount because these guys, while they hate NPR, they like love it and want to be a part of it. So we talk about the NPR name for the show, and I think we landed on too many things considered, hence the – title of the the episode um and then i i wrote this down and i think they were talking about how somebody wrote in uh and they said okay so like worcester is worcester and it's spelled like worcester basically then why is dorchester dorchester and i my response to that is it's not dorchester you don't pronounce it like that it's dachester so as far as wow yeah is that a good one bobby Dat. <laughs> dat. I don't know uh, why you bother saying the rest of it. <laughs> That's true. Again, you're just saying dot. Uh, for, for those, my husband's from Boston, and his uh, his original email when we first started dating was Irish dot rat. And I was like, what is that? What does that mean? And he was like, it means that I'm of Irish descent and I live in Dorchester, which is Dorchester. And I guess I'm a, a rat, whatever. And I'm like, immediately, this is, I try not to, you know, I didn't want to change him too much, but I was like, that's got to change. That and your pleated pants have to change. We're done with that. Oh, we have that in common. <laughs> Emily chased me off the pleated pants. No, we're done. Yeah. So he got a, he got a solid Gmail and really like better pants so that's where we are anyway well not not better pants my pants weren't bad pants they were just pleated no they were bad pants (laughs) they were bad pants (laughs) i'm sorry to tell you that sounds like a david letterman production company (laughs) uh Uh, let me just interrupt to ask a question mike are you just just drinking straight liquor or rather liquor on ice over there what's going on with the tumbler noises Oh, I have a big, big <laughs> mug of ice water because I'm fucking hungover. <laughs> I mainly don't want to have to edit it out, so I just wanted to acknowledge the fact that there's some ice clanging around. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I am rehydrating like a motherfucker over here. It's been a long, hot few days of drinking. <laughs> yeah, that's it, too. It's just been a little warm, and I haven't drink I haven't drank any water. Yeah. It's like, yeah, uh, it's bad. Yeah. Sorry, I'm messing it up. No, I'll no, stop. no. no it's, I mean... Audio is because Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. I got to tell you. Yeah, before I before I sat down and popped off my legs to do the show, I was like, I, there's no way I'm getting through two hours without a massive mug of ice water. Oh, my God. 
if I was drinking straight liquor, I'd be dead. <laughs> in the interest point. of full disclosure, I am working on both a cup of coffee and a bottle of Gatorade right now. Yeah, th- so. this could this could be our this could be the Easter egg, or you could just leave it in. I'll, I'll leave it in. I've got a, as Luke calls it, a bubble water. I've got a Saint Croix. So if you hear the. <laughs> What is it called? The repeats that I'm trying to do them. <laughs> I can't drink bubble water fast enough to rehydrate. I find that it's it's not a thing it's, for me. It's, it's it. because gotta, I'm it's just got to be straight water. Much like Anne, I like love uh, Diet Coke, but I can't. I just can't keep drinking it. So this is my replacement. I pretend yeah. I just have to like just go into another galaxy of pretending that this is Diet Coke with the carbonation. If I wasn't anti-straw. Uh, you would you would have heard you are firmly anti straw. I saw that that how fast you took it out of your <laughs> your greyhound. It's like get it away from me. Yeah, that shit's yeah. got to go. I mean, I, I I lick the booze and grapefruit juice <laughs> off it. You know, I'm not a I'm an idiot. I paid for the whole drink, or somebody paid for the whole drink. So, it's your pro salt though, because uh, again, they, they salted your first greyhound yesterday. That was that was pretty great. I've never had anybody salt my greyhound before, and I was like, hmm. I love salt, so thank you. Uh, uh, because the bartender probably thought I was ordering it for my hipster girlfriend. <laughs> and so just thought it would be appropriate to dress it like a margarita. Uh, I went salt on my marg. Yeah. Guys, margs. Um, okay, back to it. Do we have anything more to say about Dorchester? <laughs> uh, I, I didn't have anything to say. I, I just thought... Uh, Dot, dot rat was a it's awful. pretty good uh, URL. It's awful. It's like somebody who has like pornstar69 at AOL.com. Like, you got to change it. You're an adult now. Like, let's move on. Lynn, right. Lynn does not need to go register pornstar69 at AOL.com. I'm sure it's taken. Dot rat forward slash vermin. Um, all right. Top story is June Re, which I did have to look up how to spell it. Um, the father of American Taekwondo passes away um anyway it was it was like sort of sad because that was the i don't know one of the first uh drops on tbtl i, I mean it almost was maybe played on the first day or within like the first couple of weeks um of of uh the show being um aired on the radio and then and then it turns to they talk about it for like a second um and he really was like kind of an important figure in the taekwondo i mean i think that's like he kind of started it in the united states um but then it quickly turns into radio talk and i don't really remember how they transitioned into it wait wait a minute let's talk about this june re thing um the the claims kept getting more (laughs) and more outrageous like like how he invented the question mark or what it was like (laughs) all right all right all right i'm good with people like owning their shit and getting credit for stuff but I taught uh, George Bush how to <laughs> clear brush in Texas. No, you didn't. He, he that came naturally to him. Let's you know stay in your lane, Junry. Yeah, I mean the legend grows. I I think now that he's passed, it's like it's 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 printed. Yeah. Print the legend. Right. Uh, I hear he, he, he brokered peace with China. <laughs> you know. He didn't Come always on. drink beer, but when he did, the Sekis. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well. Yeah, that was a little bit ridiculous. But then it turned into radio talk. Um, again, I don't know how... I, I don't really remember how it transitioned. But then Luke talks about him doing his Reagan impersonation on the radio, which actually makes me laugh that the guy was like, you need to get new material to this like nine-year-old kid that keeps calling in. Um, 
But then that's it's always a funny story when Luke does impersonation impersonations that makes me laugh. Like especially his Casey Kasem that always like just kills me. But then of course somehow Andrew figures out a way to transition into WMMS talk and playing a clip of WMMS. I'm like, man, lay off. I we don't need to hear anymore. We've at this, I, this is my second. Um, Recap in a couple of weeks, and it's again. I think I talked about it again last time. Anyway, well, you know, I was binge watching a, a new HBO show called Barry with Bill Hader. Yeah, it's supposed to be uh, good. Do you like Hitman. it? Hitman. It, yeah, it was very good. I watched all six episodes in succession, and uh, in an early episode, he's wearing a WMMS T-shirt because he's the character's from Cleveland, and I totally thought about. Uh, sending a text or a message to Andrew about it and like a screenshot of it. But um, let's not encourage it. No, no. And listen, I mean, (laughs) I like some good 80s stuff, but they always play it a little bit too long where it's not really like funny anymore. So I don't know. Whatever. I I sort of will tune it out. But um, but then they started talking about. The Americans, for some reason, and like I said before, Dave and I used to watch it, but we we fell off. But it is a really, really good show. I agree with Andrew. I mean, it's really it dark. Is. It's really dark. You cannot. This is one mm-hmm. thing I've learned. You can't two screen it, which I like to two screen a lot of times. You cannot two screen it because they're always there's often Russian talk, so you have to be looking at the TV as it's yeah. playing. Which I'm always like, wait, wait, what did he say, Dave? Um, anyway, so but it is a really good show, and I like both of those actors a lot. Um, and then they transitioned into talking about um, Arrested Development and how the guy's like recutting the last, the fourth season and there's going to be a fifth season. You know, I, I, there's, I find, I think of myself as being like really caught up in a lot of pop culture. I kind of have awareness of a lot, even if I don't, you know, necessarily watch it. I know who the main players are. For whatever reason, Arrested Development is like my blind spot. I just like missed it and I... Everybody's like, you have to watch it, you have to watch it. I know it's really funny, and I'm sure I would think it was hilarious, but it just, like, I mean, I obviously know who's in it, but it just sort of, like... We all have those shows, yeah. though. We all yeah. have them. Like, I just passed me for some reason. Like, I mean, I had that thing with The Wire for, like, a couple yeah. Of years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because when it came out, uh, I I was like, ah, this show doesn't look like it's for me. It looks like some sort of procedural or something. I'm like, eh. And, uh, and then... Finally, enough people that I really respected, including Luke, were just like raving about it. I'm like, okay. And I did it and I watched it and I was like, oh my God. And I was a raving fan. Yeah. <clears throat> and my friend Dave, who writes writes movies in LA, uh, I, I was telling him, you know, you need to watch it. You need to watch it. And he sticks to his guns to this day. And, <laughs> and I've said to him, I've said... You you write movies and you like things that are really well written. That is the distinguishing characteristic of this piece of work yeah. that I think might be the one of the most well written things of all time. Watch it. And he was like, No, not for me. And <laughs> so rude. That's one of the reasons that Dave and I aren't as close as we used <laughs> to be. Honestly. <laughs> it's like, you're an idiot. Because uh, how many do do you trust me, Dave? Do you Am I not one of the people that you trust with this stuff? And he's like, yeah, watch it. For the same reason I've been trying to – he he got mad at – this is a baseball take. and uh, Very few people will get this. Um, when the Mariners signed Adrian Beltre, yeah. I said, 
Adrian Beltre is one of the best third basemen of all time. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. This is a bad signing because of the ballpark. Yeah. Uh, we don't have the ballpark for this guy. Uh, and and Dave and and he didn't do that well in Seattle. He did fine, but he didn't. He was not a great player in Seattle. He was a great player before he came to Seattle, and he's been an even greater player since he left Seattle when he was Boston and Texas. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely first ballot Hall of Famer. He has three thousand hits, and um, you know it's one of those things where you have a friend and you just they don't get it and. Like Dave and I just we can't get together without arguing about the wire and Adrian Belfort. <laughs> That's a, two hot <laughs> and, topics. Yeah, but on I mean full disclosure, I was all for giving uh, Ty Willingham a fourth year at the University of Washington, and he went zero and thirteen or zero and twelve <laughs> that year, and Dave was all over uh, firing Ty Willingham before that. So it's a back and forth, <laughs> you know. It's a journey among friends. Uh, Sorry, no, tangent. Uh, no, and I agree. I get really mad when people don't take my advice because I'm like, I don't give out my advice. No, like yeah, I, I yeah. won't tell people to watch something because I'm always scared that they're going to be like, why the fuck did you like, you know? Yeah, tell, that was stupid. Yeah, that was really stupid. <laughs> right, I, you wasted my time. I only tell right. you what I think you're going to like if I'm almost positive you will. Yeah. 100% sure. Yes, yeah. exactly. You watch this, you're going to you're going to come back to me and say, "I'm sorry I was such a dick that I didn't, you know." Yes. Didn't watch it. You know. Exactly. Um, okay. We got a lot of show left, guys. <laughs> Not that I don't appreciate your advice. <laughs> oh, you haven't you haven't uh, you don't even, you're not familiar with Adrian Beltre, The Wire or The Americans? I'm familiar with all of those. Or things. Ty Willingham? <laughs> well, Ty Willingham uh, is a bit light on my stat sheet. But uh, <laughs> I'm well aware of Adrian Beltre. That, that it didn't work out for Ty Willingham. Yeah. Let me say that. Yeah. Um, okay, real quick. Uh, Luke blows his nose into his sleeve, and I've never heard Andrew like more disgusted. <laughs> that and like dog licking were like really like put Andrew over the edge. Yep. Um, and yeah. it is kind of weird. He's like, I am the king of having tissues around. Just ask me. That is gross. To, like Andrew lives a very small life. <laughs> He does. Though, blowing your nose into your sleeve is really gross. I mean, that's gross. I don't think he blew his nose. Uh, I think he his nose was dripping, and he just pulled his shirt up and wiped yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, like I said before, Mariners talk, and I tuned out because I don't really care about the Mariners. I mean, I like that they're in the American League. I mean, but otherwise, I don't really care. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and that was Wednesday. All right, Thursday, twenty six thirty two. A right way to wrong, and a wrong way to sorry. <laughs> a right way to wrong is the title. Uh, the, the 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 they lead off the show with uh, the Ichiro retirement. He's moving. Uh, I want to say front office, but he's still going to be wearing a uniform so and running weird. around the field. It's a very strange thing, but I mean, I knew this was happening. I think I said it on the show when they re-signed him at age forty four when no one else was uh, offering that this was a retirement tour. And mm-hmm. believe me, there is a, uh, if not a game, a homestand coming up near you where a lot of tickets will be sold to get all kinds of appreciation to Itro and all kinds of merchandise or something. I'm sure there are a lot of things being manufactured in China right now. Um <laughs> That this would be is like away at a Mariners game this soon. is like when Jeter went on his uh, year end, or when when Poppy went on his big year end. Except I don't like Jeter, and he can still kind of play. And mm-hmm. I love 
David Ortiz and he could really still play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he he had a great the best. final season, yeah. but he was much younger man. Right. Uh, Andrew, so it gives Andrew another chance to recount that ESPN piece, which I read, which was a really odd piece. Um, uh, then there's a long discussion about Sinodochi. <laughs> Just very uninteresting to me. And um, Then something that is interesting, Andrew is upset and can't believe that Luke didn't opt for the sausage when he went to Stubbs. Luke got two two briskets, <laughs> two orders of brisket and one of turkey. It's a real heated debate uh, about the definition of a three meat platter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you got. I two. will note. So we went to County Line, uh, Mike and Emily and I. The which county? Wait, line. which county line did y'all go to? Bees Cave. We went to cave one of Bees B- Caves. Bees B- 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 Caves. Yeah. Bees knees. Bees yep. caves. Which sounds like a terrible idea. Why would you ever go into a cave full of bees? Why would there be a cave full of bees? Just put on gloves before you reach in there. That's all I got to say. I got a three meat platter. I got the sausage and the turkey and pulled pork. Uh, and it does say in the menu, choose three different meats. Oh, it did. It did. I didn't realize Different that. was in all capital letters. So I, I suspect what happens is they get people coming in for the three meat platter and getting all first cut brisket or something like huh. they're getting they're front loading the they're doing all the lobster at the buffet and nothing else and right triple brisket please yes, exactly hmm well i got uh as i usually do because we like to get to the county line as they open because when you get there as they open the turkey is just melt in your mouth wonderful and i get the uh light plate which is what Emily makes fun of me and calls the ladies' plate, uh, with just uh, turkey and a couple sides, and uh, I immediately trolled Andrew with uh, a picture of my turkey plate and a link to the County Line barbecue, mm-hmm. just to make sure that uh, there are people out here who will not be ashamed of eating, uh, of of not eating sausage at every goddamn sitting. <laughs> And we ate turkey on a day that wasn't Thanksgiving, so suck it, Christy. Yeah, so, yeah suck it, Christy. <laughs> um, Luke uh, then decides to play Greta Van Zeppelin, uh, whatever that band was. I, when they call it, when they said Greta Van Sustern, I like lost my shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty great. It was clearly named by some kids that uh, don't watch the news. <laughs> Because it's just too close to Greta Van Susteren. Uh, it leads to Andrew opining on young people. He had gone to a movie where some young people, okay, maybe one young person <laughs> was was cool. He went to the in, the Infinity Wars with the Avengers. He loves an article. Um, yeah, he does. He's older than me in, in that point. And uh, Emily is is the opposite. She hates uh, older people yep. at movies because it's mainly because we, the only movie that movies that she'll ever go out to besides Alamo is to an art the art house movie yep. place in Austin, and the olds just feel like this is their living room and they just talk and they the can't hear shit. Damn thing, right? Yeah, 
It's the if you're either old or drunk, uh, <laughs> you, you can turn shit. that shit up. <laughs> um, Luke is is hurt because no one has requested him to leave a message on their home answering machine. He's told me this uh, privately too. He said, "If you ever win one of these things, if you ever call it and win, please request me." Um, he's serious. <laughs> he is hurt that no one ever requests his name on their home answering machine. But I feel like we could just get Luke to do it. Like, I don't think we have to win. Wait, wait, don't tell me to get that to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it going viral. I've never I'd... called in to try to be on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. No. Maybe I should, just just for his ego. I could get it, I could win, and then I could ask for Luke to do it. I would. I would donate my prize to him if it would make him feel better. I would mention it up front, too, just to put it in people's minds. Say, oh, I sure hope I win because I love Luke and I want to hear him on my home answering machine. (laughs) Nobody has that, but on my my outgoing voicemail that no one ever hangs on for because they saw I called and they're going to call back or they won't. (laughs) No one ever talks about that. You know, it's like, we're not getting to that message, you know. Can I get Luke to record a message? That, that insists that nobody should leave a fucking voicemail. That would be worth <laughs> right. it for me. I see that you called. I will call you back. No voicemails. Right. Or not. Either way, it's a clear message to you about how I feel. If it's urgent, uh, keep trying. If it's not urgent, just text me. <laughs> what? It's 2018. Right. right. Uh, my good friend, Bridget Tuttle, who runs Sahara Pizza in Monroe, uh, Washington, Gets a shout out. I, I guess she was the dazzling donor this week. Um, top story. This was a really boring one about some something some the- monument in New Hampshire that was crumbling. Uh, just put me in the mind of when uh, when I moved with my family from Florida to Washington. We uh, we rented a truck and towed my stolen van and my wife. Um, drove her Chevy Cavalier and we moved across the country and we stopped at Mount Rushmore just because like we're tourists and we want to see a Mount Rushmore. It was really unimpressive. <laughs> in really? And also I overheated the brakes on the truck going down into the valley or whatever it is to, <laughs> to go see it. It's just, uh, wasn't worth it at all. And neither was this top story about whatever is happening in, well, you mean whatever happened 15 years ago in New Hampshire? This was an anniversary yeah. story. That's so weird. Why was this a top uh, story? As the closest person to a New Englander, I guess we have on the show, I'll just say New Hampshire had its entire identity and still sort of does wrapped up in this face. It's, um, it's on their um, traffic signs, like the state highways have mm. – um, like it's not a keystone shape like a lot of states use, but it's a keystoneish shape with the face profile on one side. Uh, it's just it is them. It is so they lost their literal face identity when this face crumbled 15 years ago, and I can see why it's a big deal to people who live in and around New Hampshire, and I can also agree that it's not a big deal to anyone else. Okay. Um. <laughs> There was an email about uh, the bowling alley Imperial Lanes in Seattle, and it's not going to be condos. It's going to be some sort of progressive school, which is great. Uh, uh, I, Because we're running long, I'm not going to go into the Hey Dummies video 
about first day friends. Uh, I'll I'll fit that in some other day because I had some some first day friends story and advice. But let's move on to Friday. Uh, let's put a we'll put an earmark in that for the Friday wrap up mailbag extravaganza if we remember. Yeah. So uh, whoever is going to produce that fellow hosts, hopefully you're listening to this and you'll <laughs> make a note. Friday, 2633, the Uh This will go quick. First, we get the Mitt Romney hot dog story. Quote, my favorite meat is hot dog. <laughs> I don't know why. Again, because I was hungover. This made me laugh so hard. Like, I don't know why. He's such, he's such a dork. Like, I don't agree with his politics. I think he's a, like a nice man, probably. But it's he tries so hard. It makes me so uncomfortable. His second favorite meat is hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> Just a jerky. Just a man of the people. <laughs> Wants to be in sport. Uh, Slim Jim. Has anyone's stock gone up as much as Mitt Romney in this current administration? How many of us liberal lefty Democrats have sat around saying, God damn it, in hindsight, you know, Mitt Romney wouldn't have been too bad. I mean, he did bring health care to Massachusetts as a universal thing and I'm ready to retroactively let him or McCain win in order to avoid <laughs> what's happening here. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's Mitt Romney and W whose reputations I mean, are being yeah, which is crazy. By- There's something I heard one time. It was like the biggest spoiler is that, or like the, the whatever the biggest like change that happened is that George W. Bush is not the worst president in the United States. Like that's wild. Oh, that yeah. is wild because it's when fantastic. He, he, and it's not even close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, the ancestors of or the 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 descendants of Franklin Pierce are also stoked <laughs> as far as shitty presidents go. One of Luke's uh, best lines on Wait Wait this week, um what they were asked at the end of the show uh because Donald Trump uh, has been it's been verified by the Washington Post that he had officially told his 3000th lie since being elected and Luke just for clarification when they came back from the credits he goes so you're saying um what will be his 4000th lie and uh Peter Sickle said yes and Luke says so this is like on Monday <laughs> that's a good one yeah it's really good one. So, so, good singer God. It is like it is like Mitt Romney and George W. Bush were driving in a car together and both rear-ended America, but then they got rear-ended by Trump, so it's only going to be the deductible. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's like two fifty. Yeah. Uh, more recounting of Austin now from Luke's perspective. He mentioned the uh, fact that we got Mike into the post-event reception with the Mike Frizzell no feet discount. I, I think there were, in no small part um, was the look on my face because I I was having some digestive problems. <laughs> and I think the, the, the workers sensed that something terrible was going to happen if I couldn't get in there and, and get to the bathroom. Ugh. I mean, when you asked who's the pitchers in this game. Yeah. Right. Really? Right. Yeah. My, I, my black bucks, I had them on. So. No socks. Which I guess you don't need with the prosthetics anyway, right? I mean. No, I don't. I mean, I can put them on. I don't need them. Uh, so yeah, we did get you in. We did a little, uh, a little magic with the passes to get you in and out after that. And of course, yeah. once you got Lanyard, in, everybody was lanyard cool. swapping yeah. is it was rampant. Well, you know, classic. Uh, we got more of the turkey barbecue talk. Um, 
Luke noted some local barbecue shit talking, which I think happens in every town when there's a food it's known for. Yes. Yeah. So the locals don't wings and buffalo, oh, yeah. Mexican food, Tex-Mex, yeah. you know. Yep. All that yeah. shit. Uh, Luke apparently broke down with Britt Daniel, the front man from Spoon, backstage before the taping. He was the guest on Wait, Wait this week. Um, and they bonded over. Baba Booey. <laughs> yeah. Baba they, they bonded over Stern. <laughs> uh, and Britt asked Luke if he's ever been on the Stern wrap up show. To which Luke said, Wait, do you mean do I listen to the Stern wrap up show? <laughs> I was a caller, I did Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> He totally uh, could be on. There are people that well, are on it that are, uh, are yeah <laughs> that are well, that are completely well, random. That I'm like that person's on the wrap up show. I think he could do it. I mean, if he yeah. was in New York, he could figure it out. Yeah, but he wants to be invited. Uh, yes, he doesn't want to right. True. Right. True. You know, it's a pride thing. Yeah. But I uh, get it. Britt's gonna work on that for him. So sure. maybe we'll get a guest spot for for Luke in that. Uh, <laughs> Lucas also knows that, especially old guys on planes, but also in other places, it seems like any old man over, did he say 50? Seems to always be reading um, some sort of either large hardcover book or Kindle, uh, outdated Kindle equivalent of uh, either a war book or a war history book or a spy book. Or Tom Clancy. Yeah. One is true because that's my husband. He's not 50, but he's like Lee Child is. Yeah, it's definitely a is a major author in our house. But I cracked up and it was like the like <laughs> the slightly old Kindle. It's <laughs> so well, perfect. that's that's because his daughter got a new Kindle for Christmas <laughs> and loaded some books onto the old one. and gave it to him so he wouldn't have to figure out how to use it. I completely when, see how that happens. Oh, for sure. Your hand me down tablet. <laughs> Uh, and that that process becoming that man is the dadening. Yep, which happens. is pretty great. Pretty much what I think Stu Riverboy Newman is documenting <laughs> in social media is his dadening. Uh, He's fighting it though. Well, I mean, yeah. he fights it so hard, but uh, that just makes it more evident. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just it's the way you comb those hairs over. You know, <laughs> there's a guy on my flight out here that just had. 17 wispy gray blonde hairs perfectly spread across most of his chrome dome Ugh. and it was just i mean just just cut it off give up the ghost it's not even enough to prevent sunburn uh, yeah come on kornheiser let's uh let's let go uh don uh listener don our favorite don was the uh Donor of the day. We didn't account all of them, but I just love Don, and so I wanted to get that out there. Grand Rapids, come on, somebody in Grand Rapids, step That's up. That's right. Go have coffee with Don. Uh, she's delightful. I've had dinner, lunch, dinner, a meal. I've had a meal with her, and we've walked around Boston together. It was great. It's been a while since we've gotten some real estate listings from from Don here at the at the ranch, <laughs> but uh, but that that is how much she wants to have a, uh, a Grand Rapids tent. She she will try to sell you a house. When we were selling our house, she was even aggressive about sharing and reposting our listing and just in case somebody in Pawtucket was, you know. So mm-hmm. thanks for being a friend, Don. Top story, the uh, New Jersey high school pooper was a superintendent <laughs> or, in the words of Peter Sagal, a pooper intendant. <laughs> right. A rival superintendent who uh, was uh, doing his daily constitutional at about 10 to 6 in the morning on the rival school's uh, field. 
Luke offers the defense that this guy just might like using their track and hits that time, you know. Oh, like Rudy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the guy's running off leash. <laughs> He's like, whoop, whoop. Okay. I'm going to go over to the grass now. It's that time. I think is the question yeah, raised. Because they, they don't poop. Up. Generally, the dogs, I mean, I've been through this, right? Uh, you're, you're walking your dogs around like a rubber track or whatever, and they're ready to go. They don't want to go on the track. They're, yeah. They're headed off the side or onto the field, and you're like, oh. oh. Uh, how early does this guy have to get up to get dressed, drink two cups of coffee, smoke a cigarette, and go for a jog? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the cigarette. Is that part of it? Does that make people go? Uh, I, think for, I think for some people, I don't smoke, so but I think for some people, there's a... It's like it's, when you it's part when you it. have to have a drink, you have to have a cigarette. That's a thing. Okay. Uh, I I think for some people, and I th- I'm remembering. I'm not doubting it. I've just never experienced it. <laughs> I'm remembering all the idiot friends my mom had when I was a kid. I think there was a cycle there with the those bad women who smoked. <laughs> the ones who would yeah, hotbox the car with cigarette smoke. Oh, and God. Well, this was you were saying, Mike, the other night about how you had a car that was so bad that it had to be professionally de-smoked. <laughs> oh God, it was awful. I can't believe Emily bought it, but uh, once she did, we had to do everything we could. And there was a woman, uh, I think she was uh, nicknamed the Wolf, who came and de-smoked the car. Yeah, I mean, I I've, there were brain matter on the oh, on the. She would have gotten rid of that too, but for us, it was just a smoke. The brain matter thing reminded me. I do have an alternate name for Luke and Lindy's podcast. If for some reason forensics comma file doesn't work, they could be the um, Luminol bandwagon. Ah, oh. Luminol. Yeah, yeah, you got to get Luminol in there because you're talking about murder. <laughs> <laughs> so Luke offers a a highly implausible defense based on personal experience, sort of. Uh, and Andrew mentions that he has never shit in a non-toilet. That's that's crazy. That is crazy, right? That's crazy. You've never gone camping before, like ever. That's never, wild never gone, me. never gone camping. Never been a boy who plays in the woods. I mean, I don't want to get into detail yeah. here, but like, you reach point when you're a kid and you're so far away from the house that like yeah. nobody's around. And You're running around. It's yeah. not like you can just you know get on a motorcycle or in a car or something, get somewhere really fast. You're out there. And he lived, he like lived in, like on acres, like, and you know, rode his right. like, ATV or whatever. You would think at some point. I mean, I love Andrew, but really, sometimes when he's like, no, I was the kid that people wanted to beat up, I can like kind of see it. Like, I'm like, oh, he's that oh, kid. Yeah. Just so- I wasn't, I wasn't even one bit a bully, but <laughs> I, if I, if I witnessed him being bullied, I'd be like, that's about right. <laughs> yeah. That's about right. Uh, keeping it in that neighborhood, Russell Crowe's jockstrap <laughs> is on display at a blockbuster in Alaska. For Cinderella <laughs> Man. Great. Right. Right. <laughs> that was a smelly looking movie, too. I mean, if you watched it, it's like there was a fragrance coming off that movie. Uh, and uh, Luke is almost interrupted by housekeeping. And the only thing more embarrassing than being interrupted by housekeeping while naked is being interrupted by housekeeping while podcasting. <laughs> Um, FYI, the uh, do not disturb signs on my door and the little flip bolt is flipped. So if they do open the door, it'll only go an inch or two. Um, 
And uh, I've I've been here for what three days now or something, and have not let housekeeping in, and they have never once tried to bust in while I was here. So Mm -hmm. um, it's incredible what that little sign can do. Yes. Music for your weekend. Uh, Shit, I didn't look up how to pronounce this, even though we talked about it. Kragbin Worcester. With Evan Finds the Third Room. I suspect if you just Google Evan Finds the Third Room, we will find it. Andrew yeah. brings Chance the Rappers No Problem. Classic. From also another and... another uh, Kanye supporter. So, of course. Sounds about right, yeah. Andrew. Listener Mike. Not you, Mike, right? Not this veteran podcaster. <laughs> Some other listener Mike. I just caught you mid-sip. <laughs> listener Mike brings the Prince... A uh, recently unearthed recording of Nothing Compares to You, which was haunting and incredible. So, uh, Mike, why don't you uh, put that housekeeping apron back on? And <laughs> Okay. You can uh, oh, buy stuff from us. No, no, no. You know what? I take. Sorry. I, I, my name's on it, but your impression just completely threw off my. <laughs> I'll do it. Buy things from us. LittleRedBandwagon.com archive for us email christy or shoot us a message buy stuff from amazon and give us credit for it littleredbandwagon.com slash amazon earbuds and earworms this week is about irregular sleep that is Oof. very specific this is, this, this is a very yeah but it's it's very relevant to my situation this weekend Oof. <laughs> yeah alcohol will fuck with your yes. sleep <laughs> i'm sure there's plenty of insomniac music to go around mm-hmm. now mike please uh, grace us he- Keep, please sure. still still wear the apron, even though it's the wrong. <laughs> you can get involved with us uh, by going to littleredbandwagon.com. Uh, if you want to yell at us, get involved with uh, this week's analysis or our month end uh, collection of throw your phone <laughs> Are moments. Are you drinking it's while your phone. doing this? <laughs> no, I, I, I got to tell you, and things are not working out over here for me. Um you guys have put really put me through the ringer this weekend. There's there's going to be no partying today. Uh, throwyourphone.com if you're annoyed by uh, everything I've done today. Uh, or you could hug your phone if you identify the um, the horrible partying person in yourself. We have a great Facebook page that uh, is very calm in relation to the Stens. So come see us. There's a lot of cool stuff. On our page, uh, the stands is just out of fucking control these days. So. We have taken to surveying you all about random things, and um, we enjoy it. So come participate. Yeah, uh, our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at uh, LittleRedBandwagon at gmail dot com. Voicemail uh, text lines eight zero two four three two TBTL eight zero two four three two eight two eight five. And with that, Hillary. Why don't you get us out of here? All right. Uh, uh, we love you, Jen. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> we didn't prepare you for that. That was a test. I'm like, that was a test. Um, I like... I'll do it. All right, go ahead. I'll do it. Until next time, this is the next party. Jen, we love you, and I'm sorry for my performance today. It's all their fault. <laughs> Nailed it. You don't want to give us a clap? Not the clap. (laughs) I know, I'm like...
Nailed it. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, Jesus.